with the mania that's hit the street with a brand new beat. Come with us. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes? Welcome to 90s Dizzy, your one-stop shop for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hey, hey, hey. And Chris Minotti. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Well, you, tri- you copied my triple thing. You know, I was going to only do one, and then I was like, wait, Mike did three. <laughs> I should do three. Gotta, wow. gotta keep up. So, uh... We're here a little later uh, than we would have been, but uh, we felt that it was uh, prudent to uh, take a break, let some other voices be heard on the internet. I know we're a proverbial drop in the bucket, but it just kind of felt like the respectful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we're here to bring you some uh, some levity and, and, and some fun as we celebrate, guys, one year of 90s wow. Disney. How about a that? whole year. That's, That's insane to think. Yeah. You guys, I've been podcasting for years. This is my first Go at it, and that's your first been milestone. A year. Yeah, look yeah. at you! Wow, yeah, we've so been, exciting. We've been growing pretty, pretty nicely. Uh, we've been gathering up those Twitter followers. Uh, thank you, everybody who's been downloading and sharing the show. Because uh, of all those great memes of yours, Mike. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I put some work into those. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 single one who works at home has been posting our memes. You see, yeah, I'm the social with media no manager. <laughs> it's like ninety percent have... me and ten percent you, Edge guy. Yes. Yeah. I just look and laugh. I'll throw something up. <laughs> we have a great show for you to uh, to kick things off with. Uh, perhaps one of the great uh, greatest theme park attractions. Actions Disney's ever created. Uh, the 1995, I was gonna say opening, but that, that sounds like a movie. I guess that is, it counts. Anyway, it yeah. opened in 1995. The Attraction Indiana Jones opening. Adventure. And uh, because he is the resident Indiana Jones fan in these here parts, uh, Chris is gonna lead us into the Yay. Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Chris, what do you oh. got for us? Our first okay. Disneyland episode. Let's do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's right, really? isn't it? Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Oh, well, we'll have to look at more topics for that later. Well, we, anyway, it's weird so, for us because we didn't go to Disneyland until the 2000s, but... Well, <laughs> so. and, yeah, we'll kind of get to that because, I mean, for me, I didn't know this ride even existed when we first went to Disneyland. And you yeah. guys were hyping up this Indiana Jones ride, and I was so stoked. But uh, it opened in March uh, 1995. So, month in review, as we typically tend to do, the best song at the time, which I couldn't tell you what it was is take a bow by madonna do you guys uh, recognize that no i don't know that one take a Not bow though. take a bow i'm singing that maybe no. it's like that no. <laughs> maybe it could be Do a dcg <laughs> chord progression you might be right you don't know <laughs> you don't know uh top movie is uh outbreak but with uh dustin hoffman and morgan freeman that movie and, the, the, i feel like everybody's high school uh science teacher shows them that movie right man, never saw it i uh, never saw it either what i saw it in high school it's a good movie i mean it's it's it's, it's uh, about apparently it would be about it's about it's an a outbreak. Top movie at that time <laughs> yeah and uh man of the house which is one of those 
uh, Chevy Chase, Jonathan Taylor Thomas comedies. There's another one of those. There's another. What was the other one? I'm thinking of. Were, I did not there, know there was more than one. Oh but no, I'm I'm confusing. Um, what's the one with Tim Allen? Jungle. Jungle. Uh, the jungle. Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> there are faucets in this. JTT. That is 90s right there. Yeah. What right. are he's up to? This was this was the height of uh, home improvement. Um, let's see. Michael Jordan announces he's coming out of retirement after 17 months. So oh. This is retirement from basketball, not baseball. Right. So this if is, it wasn't this, clear, this is, this, this is the setup Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. It was all a publicity stunt. <laughs> Uh, and on March 2nd, the Space Shuttle, the Endeavor 8, launches. Ooh, we just had one of those Space Shuttle Yeah, I thought that was uh, important to put uh, yeah, put in there because that. Very relevant. Okay, so let's see here. Some background information about the attraction. Um, Star Tours, basically the, the huge success that, that that was and the relationship with George Lucas and Michael Eisner. Yeah, Michael wanted to continue that relationship and see what else they could really get together for an attraction or some show or something in Disney. So uh, Indiana Jones clearly was the next um, IP to kind of put in place there. Well, it wasn't going to be an American graffiti, right? Well, why not? <laughs> I not guess you could have done something. But. <laughs> okay, but Howard the Duck in Tomorrowland? He's, he's an alien, basically, right? Yeah, right. Is Howard the Duck? Is he in um, um, Islands of Adventure? No, no, no. no. <laughs> in uh, Mission Breakout, is he in the queue there? I don't think I, I so. Know. I'm not sure. He'll make his way to the park someday, darn it. Someday, someday. yes. So, uh, Indiana Jones. That's the that's the idea. That's what they're going with. And for years, you know, you, you hear about this original plan that they had in place and it just sounds like the coolest thing the coolest attraction they could have done uh consisted of a massive show building that was basically going to have two full attractions in it um i'm getting i get some uh western uh, river expedition vibes from this how it's like the one big building but uh they had the ore car attraction which was essentially you know the obvious roller coaster that could have been inspired was inspired which, by Temple of Doom which, which they like, do have in Disneyland Paris right right i looked yeah. at it said no thanks but i looked at it when i was there uh it has some it has like some cork crews or something i think that scared yeah. me off of it it's there's really not much to it, right? It's just like the temple facade and yeah, and the really, road yeah, coaster. You're, yeah, you're kind of right. Like it, it's weird. It's really tucked into the corner of that theme park. Like you basically go past. It's like in the corner of Adventureland, past pirates, like this very small Indiana Jones esque section, and it's really just this this outdoor roller coaster. So it's not really that full on like minecart vibe that you got from Temple of Doom, right? Which yeah, right. But I mean, yeah, but that was always like the kind of like obvious choice I, I guess doing the the minecar thing which you know it makes sense because we also temple doom and like that is the best sequence for that movie that's one of the best action sequences ever is that minecart oh, sequence absolutely. right so yeah absolutely. i guess it's it's obvious and it makes sense but i'm, I'm kind of ultimately glad that maybe we, we did something a bit more original but uh the the, the the jeep ride still had its origins here right yeah correct so they still always wanted a uh, an original idea was to, to do a dark ride with with the jeep based you know attraction around indiana jones but it was really more just kind of hitting famous scenes rather than like an original i guess story or concept at the time 
Um, and floating around, there's all kinds of there's there's a couple, I guess, two uh, key concept arts that are there. There's like a really really early concept art that it was done by Imagineer John Stone. Um, and John Stone, we'll get to him more here in a bit. But can you guys see that? We'll post yeah, the picture. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. This is nice. So, so, so one this one I had never seen before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never seen this one before. The other one we'll talk about here, I had seen. But you, the coolest thing is you can see some of the earlier ideas of the Jungle Cruise attraction was originally going to kind of make its way into the into this building at some point. Uh, just kind of like a quick scene, you know, just to get in there. And same with the... Uh, the, uh, the, the train. train, man, that yeah, so it's, it's wild because it, in, in this image, yeah, you could just see all four attractions like interwoven with each other, like cohesively. It's kind of wild, yeah. like, like to just kind of imagine that in motion, mm-hmm. right? And you're right, that's so similar to like some of those ideas with uh, with that the, the, the Jules Verne inspired stuff that they wanted to do, where they'd be kind of like all these attractions like weaving in and out of this, like one like central almost pavilion thing. Is there Even an example Western of that? Expedition too. Of that today, that actually got built. Oh my like god! Nothing I can a, think like of, a, like a mega ride kind. Of, I mean, the yeah, people like who were going through Space Mountain. That's well, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the vibe I get, right? Yeah, like people yeah. who are going through Space Mountain. I, I, but I love whenever they they do things like that, and I wish that they would kind of do it more. Like even mm. when it's just the train going through a little bit of Splash Mountain and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, I, I just yeah. love like. The kind of intersecting like kinetic energy of all that and this one concept art where you can see like the track of the roller coaster you can see the jeep ride going there's uh the jungle cruise like going down what appears to be a river of lava and then like the train is moving and looking over all of it like that's just so cool yeah, also, in, that in this concept art, which you said is like, you know, 1991, the Jeep looks pretty much like the current day ride vehicles. Like yes. So they had that nailed down, down yeah. pretty early for sure. Yeah, so, it's even like four, three rows of four seats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, there's a more fleshed out version of that concept art. And I just I love seeing that train in the background there. It's just so cool. I know. Yeah, I so we'll, actually, yeah, we'll share this out. If you guys haven't seen it before. Um, okay, so that was the idea. So do this massive building, have these multiple attractions and interwoven, you know, this great kinetic energy in the in the building. Um, but at the same time, Splash Mountain was also in development. So kind of what happened was, uh, as usually it comes down to at this time period, Euro Disney, the failure of that, basically pushed them to have to decide, okay, do we do Splash Mountain? Do we do Nia Jones? What should we do? What's going to happen? Um, and really, just because Splash Mountain had a smaller budget at the time, that's kind of what they decided to go with. Probably aided by the fact that they reused so many figures from uh, America Sings, huh? Well, and I, I wonder even if in the original Splash Mountain concept that that was kind of what what they're going to do, or if that was really what they did to to prove to Eisner, like, hey, we could take these figures, we could do this, we could make this. You yeah, know, my understanding is that was a that was a Tony Baxter idea on how to kind of reuse the stuff, say, which apparently is what led to a lot of the supposed animosity between him and Mark Davis because you know America Sings was Mark's thing and he felt like his thing was being looted for Tony's thing yeah yeah really I don't know how true that all is but that's like the story yeah I love those types those types of tales that you hear you know there's a lot of them um okay so that that was let's see Splash Mountain opened in July of 1989 and as we discussed, that concept art uh, before was in 91. So it was, they were all, you know, talks at the time. Um, 
And then after the success of the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular in MGM Studios, and clearly people were excited for Indiana Jones uh, attractions in the parks, um, they decided, okay, we need to go through and, and make an attraction uh, based off this IP. So back to Imagineer John Stone, who, um, who created that concept art uh, that we discussed. And this is one of my favorite things doing this podcast is, I mean, we're all familiar with, you know, the big names that we hear of, of Imagineers, but then you your get Tony people Baxter's, like this. Your Joe Rodies. <laughs> exactly. You get people like this who have had so much creative input that you, I, that I at least had no idea about beforehand. Yeah. I never heard of John Stone. I'm like kind of embarrassed to say now because like just looking at this, uh, he's amazing. Probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So before Disney, he designed artificial limbs for amputees. Uh, he uh, built models of space shuttles that were used in the Kennedy Space Center, uh, in the Smithsonian, and in James Bond Moonraker. Oh man, so, have you guys ever actually seen Moonraker? I, not. I actually haven't. <laughs> I was I saw it as part of like a twenty four hour sci fi movie marathon, and like I was it was like ten hours into it, so I was like in like a, basically having a trip at that point. But I mean, <laughs> it was it was crazy. <laughs> like it is insane. Well, I want to so see it now. Different from a James Bond movie today. Yeah, I want to see it and you know try and get to see the model and be like, hey, John Stone did that. Hey, you get, get some space themed cocktails for us, and we'll get like a, a space uh, uh, Vesper a space Martini. Okay. okay, and then we'll watch. Moonraker. <laughs> I think I gotta make it blue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And isn't it? Weird, no, I'm sorry for this aside. Isn't it weird that there hasn't very been very much James Bond representation in theme parks? It's a tricky rights thing, from my understanding. And then yeah. someone I mean, tried to do something like a few years back. I thought, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Well, we got we got born now, so <laughs> finally, yeah, there you go. finally there you go. we're good. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, John Stone. So that was pre-Disney. Uh, he got hired initially working uh, for the Epcot Center development, and he was involved in part of the design for Journey into Imagination, the Land Pavilion, and the Transportation Pavilion. AKA, AKA uh, Wonders. <laughs> What world is of world, world of motion? I wanted to call it Wonders of Motion. Yes. Like, right. <laughs> wonders of life, world of motion. But yeah, all good things. All good that's things. That's right. That's right. Um, this, I thought this was interesting too. He was a show designer for Splash Mountain. So it's funny that he was working on both these projects when, you know, really they were probably both the teams were, you know, battling to get their, their project. Probably once they picked one, they just kind of merged the two teams together. Well, I yeah. Think, I mean, yeah. Yeah. At that point, he probably went over to Splash mountain and then like chris said after this, the big success of the indiana jones epic stunt spectacular and they're like all right we're, we're, all right, now we're get back serious on here. about this indiana jones thing again let's get him back yep yep so so then he uh was the head creative designer for indiana jones adventure and which i thought was interesting and completely different was many adventures of winnie the pooh that, that, that right gets a bad rap just like it and does. i understand that you know losing mr toad's wild ride sucked but i, I like many adventures of winnie I think the pooh I'm more attraction yeah and it honestly is. i can see when you say that i can see the dna because both rides are kind of built on the concept of you're in these very kind of of elaborate show spaces spaces that you're moving through in a very kind of immersive way and it's just like they're very dense they're very dense attractions yeah. I mean basically I, I the half Lups and Woozle scene in the uh, inside the, the giant temple it's basically the same thing yeah. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> what's more frightening the half Lups and Woozles or the or Mara 
Yeah, we'll let you decide. Uh, I had some nightmares about half flumps and woozles as a kid. I'm just saying. I mean, they're black and brown. They're up and down. <laughs> I just I like the the Disneyland version too. It's so weird how it's so far away from everything else. It's out of order. I don't like the Disneyland. I like that little section though. Oh yeah, the ride is weird. But I'll tell you what. That candy shop next to it. Oh, it's one of the best. I'll that over the Main Street one. Yeah, it's less, way less crowded. crowded. It's very charming and quaint very, back there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got all this wonderful poo merchandise. Yeah, that's that's my favorite candy shop. Love in, that uh, poo Disney. merchandise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so John Stone. Yeah, twenty six years as a Disney Imagineer. After Disney, he illustrated children's books. Aw. Yeah, and. During the research uh, for this, I found an article where it was announced he had passed away on June 24th, 2013 from a car accident, led to a seven-month battle, and ultimately passed away. Oh, that's, but he, that's... he lived a pretty good life there. Yeah, I mean, he left behind a pretty uh, amazing legacy. I mean, Indiana Jones will get into it, maybe the best ride ever and all these other incredible things he, he worked on that we're, we're going to be enjoying and you know, future generations are going to be enjoying for years and years to come. Absolutely. But good to know, because now we can, you know, we can. Yeah, uh, we can remember it as we read it. Yeah. Perfect. So they not only do we have that amazing concept art, but he also designed this model, which is absolutely breathtaking. Oh, this my is something God. else that I had never seen before. I doesn't want this. this. Look like, like, doesn't this look like the best board game ever? Yes! <laughs> it it does. It's got some Jumanji vibes, right? <laughs> so the, the other cool thing about this is that everybody internally in Imagineering loved it so much that he ended up creating 10 replicas of the model itself. And he gave them out to fellow Imagineers and, um, and execs and whatnot. And this, the picture of this one here is actually his that he kept. And it went up for auction on this website called iCollector.com. It doesn't say how much it sold for. It says the winning bids disclosed, but it sold on November 21st, 2015. Man. How cool is that? Chance. I mean, yeah. when you look at this thing, it's the ride. Oh, it, like, it's amazing how how much like, like he came up with was really put in the ride. It. He just he, got yeah. it right off the bat. Right. Like there's some, I think there yeah, I mean there are some differences here, but there's and, a lot of what, stuff here. What I love is when you when you really look at this from an overhead view, the way he crams so much into the space he has, like it's a very dense attraction, but you don't feel that at all when you're riding it. It feels cavernous in there. Oh, huge. And, and to, to look at it from this scale and this angle is is pretty cool. So, again, we'll, we'll be sharing all these images on our social media. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, I, when I first saw that, I mean, it was breathtaking. To yeah, that's cool. It's like that's the, really like cool. the decorative details that have nothing to do with the ride, like the snake on the bottom left here. Yeah. Like, what is that right? even there for? I love it. It's great. Yeah, and just nailing the colors of each room and everything. It really yeah, sets the tone. It, I love this Adventureland aesthetic so much now. Like, I, I, I think I brought it up last time. Like, I used to be such a Tomorrowland kid. Right. Now I'm all about, like, this. Yeah, let's put on, like, hats and get sweaty in a jungle like yeah <laughs> let's do it that's my that's how i want to vibe now that's your vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so imagineering uh team they tested the show of elements in a burbank warehouse on a full-size elevated track and they had they tested all the set pieces lighting effects uh, the transport clearances and motion profiles, and those profiles we'll get to, to something later here. They must do. Uh, I mean, I know I've heard stories about that warehouse uh, before. I don't know if it's still around or not. That well, same I know, building. Like, 
I remember when when uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was getting ready to open, they were showing tests in Burbank where they mm. were like they had the trains, but just like on the back of like a pickup flatbed, so they could test the swinging motion mm-hmm. as you took turns. Right. Yeah. I, don't pretty, I don't know if that's the exact same place, but it's, yeah, it's the same thing place they often or not. do. They'll, they'll well, take individual elements of a ride and just kind of temporarily build them out, just to make sure the fundamental technology well, is sound. Especially if you're if you're building a new ride system like this mm. or with Seven Dwarfs, right? Not not to get away from from Disney or anything too much, but there's actually there's video not too long ago of the testing for the Donkey Kong uh, roller coaster for Nintendo Land, and it just it reminds me of this. And, oh, it's it it looks very right. neat. It's gonna be yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, oh I've so seen that. You just send that. Oh, yeah, I'll just send it to you. It's really neat. Yeah. Ooh, um, can't wait. Oh yeah. So groundbreaking began on August 1993. So a little under two years to complete the attraction. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, for for the you know greatest ride ever, just right. about. Like, and I imagine it was pretty not it was not too invasive construction because so much of it was like in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four hundred Imagineers to create the attraction with a team of a hundred core Imagineers, all led by, of course, the man Tony Baxter, Mister Nineties Disney himself. Really, <laughs> so, right? someday I'm gonna get him on this show. Yeah, I gotta figure that one out. <laughs> do it, Edgar. You can do it. You believe. It, so the, as uh, as alluded to, the attraction itself was so large, and it had to be an adventure land because where else are you going to put this? Uh, that it took space from the Eeyore parking lot, so that was completely demolished. Uh, and the queue itself was is actually like a tunnel that goes underground under the railroad. And it, in the in the queue, oh, go ahead. I say it makes so much like when you hear that, it makes so much sense because like when you go into that, when you go into the line, you go into that first building, like you really are. It's like a straight shot in that line for a while. It's not winding at all. You just you keep going, and you and you realize, especially when you look at aerial photos, you're like, oh, because I am like walking way outside the berm here. <laughs> like I am like physically very far away from the rest of Disneyland at this point. Yeah, I think if you take it all together, I read it was a mile long queue, so well, it's pretty it. good. It's, it's you, a pretty good walk. You get your workout for the uh, multiple riders out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, one of the cool things, a, a cool little, uh, I guess, Easter egg, is the uh, the sign for the Eeyore uh, parking lot is in the queue projector scene in, in, in the queue itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time we're in there, I always go back and look, and I, I can never see it. I so have I don't not know seen if it yet. This, this picture that you embedded here is yeah, the first I can't time I've find seen it. it. And it's like Me too. blue. How do I not see it? It's so, it right? is really dark in there. I think you need some, some photographic and I feel help. I feel like I always move through that part. I never stop. Right. Plus, we're, we're also captivated by John Reese davies at this point, right? Like, that, why that is are true. You, why are we looking true. behind us? Uh, let's see. Is Monroe? Oh, yeah. Another. Sorry. I was catching my bearings. Uh, <laughs> The um, kind of like what we see today here with the uh, the Tron construction that's going on, uh, the monorail and the Jungle Cruise. I didn't know this. They well, I knew the Jungle Cruise, but the monorail too was slightly rerouted to make uh, make space for this attraction. I guess that makes and sense because yeah, so when it, ha- it heads towards the, the hotel, it, it kind of goes around that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I, ha- I have the, uh, the the satellite view of Disneyland Park yeah. open. So if you're if you're looking at Disneyland like the railway station, the show building is directly due west. Of the ride. And you can see, if you follow the monorail track out of that station in downtown Disney, it kind of makes this this semicircle up, and it kind of doglegs around in uh, uh, the show building. As it's coming back up, it suddenly curves back to the right to make its original pass that would have been just kind of the circle 
around the park. So you could kind of see where they did have to like kind of yeah that little hump there. that's put in there. Yeah, yeah. Like this, like, I mean, there's this picture here of the monorail. Yeah, it just literally like bends yeah, just bows out the Indiana Jones build. Which like if you're on that monorail, you're probably going to see this building. Also, like you probably aren't going to know what it is unless you know. You know, that's the thing because it, it, it is so far removed from where you think it. You know, it, it's like the it's like the haunted mansion where it looks like you're going into this you know little building, but really the show building is way out of sight and it's this massive structure that you I, can't even comprehend. That's one of my favorite things is sometimes I'll just go on Google Earth and just look at the show buildings. Yeah. It's just because like you can even see like the little facade. Where it's like this is the haunted house you're going inside of, and then like you see this massive yeah, right. it's like like nine times the size behind it, right? You're like, oh yes. I was, that's I was that always works. very impressed with uh, Disney World's uh, "It's a Small World" with how massive that building looks when you mm-hmm. do do this view, and you're there, you can't see it all. Right, I mean, you're there. It's just like this door on. It's like this one. It's like this one thing on the right. Like oh, over here on the right is "It's a Small World." Okay, here's the bathroom. <laughs> so it's like so much space beyond that. <laughs> All right, so the opening attraction opens March third, nineteen ninety five, as we said, uh, to celebrate. And I used to love these specials; they just don't do them as often as they used to. They haven't done one since like Animal Kingdom. I feel like, right? Even like, even like Star Wars: uh, Galaxy's Edge. I feel like it didn't have like a one big special. It had a lot of like, you know, we're we're sending some ABC shows there, yeah, but not like the one big. Celebrity Phil Extravaganza That's kind of falling yeah. out Yep yeah So there's an hour long Disney Channel uh, Special um, That was produced And it was called The Indiana Jones Adventure Go figure yeah, And it featured awesome. uh, Karen Allen And John Reese davies They reprised their roles As the characters From Indiana Jones well, so it, was like, do, it was like It was like It's own story don't. It's very weird Cause like They're <laughs> still <laughs> Karen and John But they're in their costume. It's, it's very confusing <laughs> well, it's, a, it's like when, when they're in the ride itself They're playing You know like Like their, their characters but yeah, no, outside he, of the ride. Calling, he, he keeps calling her Karen and stuff. But, like, and they, but that, that is up with like, where's Indy? He's like, oh, he's inside. I'm like, well, it's not Harrison Ford. It's Indiana Jones. You're Karen Allen. It is. What is it? I love too how they're like, they're, they're not acting like they're in a temple. They acknowledge they're in a ride uh, in Disneyland. A Disneyland ride, yeah. Yeah, but they have this like, <laughs> this thing where it's like the Imagineers recreated the ride so well that the original <laughs> curse is here. Because like, it's like, oh, we found this temple somewhere. Then they recreated it here. And the curse is here again, too. Like, it's ridiculous. I, I, so I remember watching this mm-hmm. when, it, when it aired. Because this is wow. how I learned about this ride. And I remember being so confused because... You know, they show like they kind of show the whole ride. It's a big spoiler, but like it shows the ball at the end, and I'm like, how does that work? And then it shows like Indy in like the control room laughing as Karen and John like think they're getting crushed. Right, it's like it's like it's a ride. It's it's not a ride. The show. I, I remember seeing it too, AJ, and uh, I remember basically the uh, the scene where like the, the 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 last like trip of people come in and they're all skeletons in the yeah, car. Yeah. And I was like, kid that terrified me. I was like, I'm never doing that ride. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> I am on vacation. I mean, the whole the whole special is really building up how scary this ride is, right? Well, that, and that was, I think, part of Eisner's thing. Like, we need thrill rides. You know, the teenagers have nothing. Mm-hmm. Got to be scary, scary. Got to go oh. Videopolis and all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> that that'll be a good one. Oh, was that nine? No, that was the nineties, was it? Videopolis. That was late 80s, I think. Oh, yeah, so I'm not bad. talking about no yeah. Videopolis. <laughs> I don't need to talk about Videopolis. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> I think the Falkland already did that one. It's spoken for. True. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, back to the opening here. Uh, guess that the opening included Michael Eisner, go figure. Sense. George Lucas, go figure. Dan Aykroyd, for some reason. Gary Fisher and 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. What yeah, Dan yeah. Aykroyd makes the Crystal Skull vodka, Indiana that's Jones and the Crystal Skull. It's all connected. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Completely forgot. Well, and and that's spe- that special we were talking about. There's a part where they just show the celebrities telling you that the ride is great. So it's really great. I loved it. Yeah, thanks. They're the one yeah. girl with the middle child from uh, Full House is there. We're like, okay. That's great. Uh, It was also initially sponsored by AT&T from 1995 to 2002. Back in the era where every ride had a sponsor. Had to have one. Yeah. Couldn't put that money aside. Then 2002, they made parts of the Caribbean movie, and they're like, oh, never mind. We can make our own money now. We're happy now. And they started getting Marvel money and Pixar money. Yeah, they were fine after that. Never ending. (laughs) So the story itself, of course, there has to be a story. It's Indiana Jones. Uh, let's see. It's set in the Lost Belt of India in the year 1935. Dr. Indiana Jones has un- uncovered the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, which is the name of the – well, part of the name of the attraction. Yeah. Uh, I guess not officially, right? It's it's just Indiana Jones' adventure. I always thought it was Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Yeah, I guess I was a little confused there too. Like what – yeah, I don't know what the official, like the official name is. Is that right? I, I wonder hmm. if it's Indiana Jones' adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. I'm not even sure. Yep. Like sometimes I'll, we'll just you know you'll, you'll just call it Indiana Jones or you'll call it Temple of Forbidden Eye. Really. Yep. Yep. So uh, let's see. Long long ago, uh, this temple was built to honor the ancient deity Mara, and Mara has the power to grant one of two wishes, one of three wishes. Apologies. <laughs> Earthly riches, eternal youth, or knowledge of the future. What, what, which now, one would which you two? Guys pick? I was just gonna ask you. Which, which one would you guys pick? Uh... Well, well if you things. have if you have knowledge of the future, then you can you can achieve you the can earthly get the riches. riches. Yeah, it's, it's like Biff. It's like your Biff from yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. Eternal youth is like it's it's fun until you picture like the Earth's gone, you're floating around in space forever, <laughs> ever, forever young. Probably yeah. knowledge of the future. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my pick. What well, like, the future sucks, and you're cursed with that. No, yeah, <laughs> the future might be awful. And you're it might cursed be twenty twenty. Well, what's yeah. the what kind of future? Like a million years from now, a thousand years from now? I hope it'd be a li- yeah, just maybe my lifetime future. But you'll well, what, I mean, know when you, you die. Oh, usually, that's awful. Usually, these 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 uh, wishes have some kind of gotcha. So I assume that's the gotcha yeah, of knowledge like of the future. I don't know. I feel like just just give me you know what? Just give me the early riches. Give me the gold. Oh, but the gotcha yeah, there is everyone will want your money and it'll, it'll never fine. make you happy, Mike. They can have a oh, you just bit. yeah, you just give it away. There you go. <laughs> just give the, I feel like it's the obvious answer. And I feel like we're supposed to think beyond that, but no, give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, like, if you were the kid with the kid who came out of there, his allowance just went up. He seemed the happiest in that <laughs> ride real. <laughs> well, Mike, if you were to look into her eyes, you could have earthly riches yourself. So that's part of the story. If you're if you're faced with Mara and you see her and you look into her eyes, then you get the wrath of her and blah, blah, blah. You're going to die. And I tell you what, every time I go on this ride, somebody looks in her eyes. Yeah, what the, even when it's just you and the three of us on there. One of you is doing it. It was me. It was me. <laughs> so Indiana's funding has run out for this archaeological research of the temple itself. And Sala is offering guided tours to raise money. Good old Sala. Yeah, right? So, you know, why put themselves in danger? Just put us tourists in danger instead. We're paying but, for it. That's yeah, capitalism, baby. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love so, too, that like Sala is kind of like the he's like the one the like host. the act yeah, the host, the actual Indiana Jones character here. 
uh, which is, I mean, it's if there's one like kind of blight on this rice that there is no Harrison Ford involved, which is like a bit of a bummer. You get over it pretty quickly, but it is great to still have solid there, at least to kind of really ground us into the movies. Yeah, and tie it all together. <laughs> so during these guided tours, a group of tourists has gone missing in the temple. And Indiana Jones, good old faithful guy himself, promises to find the tourists and ventures into the temple. As well as find the power source of the temple itself, the Jewel of Power, which is believed to be beyond the Gates of Doom, which becomes important later, as we will see it. Man, I didn't know about this Jewel of Power. I know about the Gates of Doom, but I didn't know about the Jewel of Power. (laughs) So one week has passed, and Jones has not yet returned. So Marcus Brody, that's kind of cool that Brody is involved, too, even though, you know, just by hearsay. But he's there. He's in the backstory. He's good. Yeah, he's there. Mark, uh, Brody asks Sala to continue conducting the tours in hopes of finding Indiana Jones. So there you go. That's the basis of the story. Uh, there is um, a film that's put in the attraction. You remember where you see Indiana Jones? He's going to the temple to find us, blah, blah, blah. Right. This is where Sala's telling me it's a safety spill and stuff yeah, in between. No, this man, in a transatlantic voice, I'll tell you what's going on in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> I love that. Cool. It was a woman. It was a woman, actually. So, it was, yeah. Was, oh, is it? Yeah. You sure? I hear a man's voice in my head. No, it's a woman's voice. Oh, okay. I I cannot recall. It's like his allowance just went up. (laughs) That's a man, Mike. I am almost positive. I'm I'm pretty sure, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you continue. I'm getting this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he needed himself, too. Uh, Let's see. So the ride. We are at the ride here. So the queue, like we said... It's half... I apologize. Half mile long queue, not a mile. I was going to say that sounded pretty long. To reach the show building built beyond the Disneyland Railroad, uh, begins outside going past a two and a half ton Mercedes Benz super transport truck. And this, as most people probably know, is the same truck used in the filming of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, inside the temple itself, there's a language that you'll see everywhere. It's uh, uh, called Marabic, created and used throughout the attraction. When this attraction first opened, guests were given actual decoder cards and you could walk around and translate the text uh, yourself throughout the temple. Now, how cool is that? That's something I mean, you'd be all about, Edge Guy. I could see you doing that and actually wasting the time to find everything. Atlantis, right? so. They did not have that in 2003 when I went. Ah, too bad. Well, I found this picture here. Um, when the park first opened here, these cards were distributed. Uh, so there's an image that we'll post here for you guys so you can kind of get an idea of what the card looked like. So the other cool cool thing with the queue here, there's all kinds of uh, neat things for you to do while you're waiting. And man, these are probably used a lot because you do wait at times for sure. Uh, there's the spike room. Uh, there's this bamboo uh, support beam that you can pull and it's loose. And when it pulls, the spikes start to lower and the floor and ceiling begin to drop and rise. And, um, pretty cool. Sounds awesome. It worked. I, I don't it think I ever got time. it worked when I was there in 2003 and it was really, it was neat. Yeah. The floor, the floor too. Was the, Not floor the floor rising. I don't, I don't remember the floor rising. Maybe it didn't. I didn't notice, but I, de- I definitely remember the ceiling coming. Out. I mean, it came down I, like I th- a couple inches. Yeah. I, I think it, the enough floor that you was knew probably something was up. Sure. I think the floor was disabled pretty quickly, maybe within like even a month or whatever. But yeah, the spikes coming out and the ceiling dropping. That's neat. I wish they'd bring that back. It just sounds so cool. But anyway, the bamboo support beam's still there. You can pull it to your heart's content. Yeah, everyone just like yanks the crap out of that thing when they walk by. That poor thing's been abused. Right. 
this, the next room you get into uh, is the rotunda. And there's another little uh, fun feature there. There's a rope that you can pull on. Uh, and attached to this rope down below is a doctor, Dr. Dumfor Pullet. Uh, if you pull this rope, you can hear him. He's kind of yelling at you to stop pulling it. He's going to fall and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, another neat uh, aspect here of, and I, I didn't know this in the queue, there's a crate that you'll find that contains the numbers 9906753. And I'm sure you guys reading this now, but did you know about this beforehand? I, I, I didn't know this one. I didn't know about it until I saw it. Mean, it makes sense. The, if you see yeah. a crate with numbers on it, this is probably yeah. what it is in an Indiana I, I, Jones attraction. Assume, right. Yeah, assume it is, in which they're alluding to, it's the crate containing the Ark of the Code. Hey, guys. So yes. There's a man and a woman, just oh. for different parts. Of Every, it. Everyone's right. Everyone's right. right. Everyone's guess, right. Guess, guess who does the, the, the voice of the uh, male newsreel announcer? It's Corey Burton. How about that? How about that? That doesn't surprise me at all. He's yeah, in right. everything. Yeah. So then we get to the projector room uh, video of Sala showing us the ride and all that and the safety spiel. So after that here, we get to the main ride itself. Uh, the vehicle used is called the Enhanced Motion Vehicle, the EMV. It was developed for this attraction, and there's multiple patents for it. But basically, it's kind of like a moving simulator. So it actually follows a track that you're going on. And the top itself is, is controlled by these hydraulic rams that will move the chassis in any direction, just like a simulator. It's just that, that, I, I love this ride vehicle so much because... I, you know, I like simulators and I like dark rides and like just kind of combining them into this this one thing like this and make a thrill ride that's not really about like speed and it's it's not really going to get you motion sick like a simulator can too. Yeah, it's like you're it's actually just, moving. It's just, yeah, it's fun, it's thrilling, but it's not like it's, nauseating. It's not, it's not nauseating. It's there's no g forces or anything there's like no that. There's no three D screen in front of you. Right. It's just <laughs> a good time. I just what I a love smart evolution too, the, of what they'd already done with Star Tours to take like this motion right? simulator base. Like let's just move it through a space. It's so neat too seeing like the the video of the vehicles actually going around on the track with like the lights on. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean that thing really whips you around. You, you don't is, realize yeah. that at, at times, but yeah, you're going. Uh, but it's so funny then to see how smoothly the base is moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Uh, the max speed itself is 14 miles an hour. It's pretty good for a dark ride like that. Yeah, right. I don't, th I don't think Snow White's Scary Adventures was uh, pushing that. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, there's 17 total vehicles and uh, 12 riders per vehicle, three rows of four. You want to get yeah. the one with the steering wheel, though. That's well, the seat you need. Tony Baxter <laughs> says that's, you know, yeah, that's fun and all that. But the most intense ride is the back right for oh. whatever reason. Huh. So we need I, to I shoot for it. that next time. I wonder why the back right's better than back the back right. left. You're getting launched up there. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. What about um, the back left? I'm just trying to think. If you're taking sharp some left turns, turns, that's going to yeah. be the biggest bank. And I think there are more sharp, fast lefts than rights in the ride. Okay. Yeah, I guess oh. there are more lefts. Huh. Okay. So the system itself was developed for Indiana, which uh, later was used in Dinosaur and Animal Kingdom. Well, and that's, excuse that's something me, I think you we'll... to extinction. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> we'll talk about that here a bit more later. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. So the ride begins. We hear the famous uh, line from Sulla. My friends, the pricks may be needing a little adjustment. Easy on the curves. Now, now my understanding is that 
the, so and you mentioned this before. Originally, the ride vehicles all had a different quirk. They were bad brakes, uh, a faulty accelerator, uh, things like that. And that was supposed to be the hook of the ride was every ride's different because the vehicles would act differently. I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't done the actual research on this, but I always get the brakes maybe needing a little adjustment. So well, I think at it, one point they just said, eh, and that's keep screwing up. They all have bad brakes. And then it was actually... Uh, change pretty quick because I was doing some research to try to find that because I remember the first time we did it you were telling me that when we kept doing it and doing it and doing it Mm -hmm. and yeah the everyone is everywhere I can find it says that's the line so somewhere out there maybe for uh, the cast member previews they had and they changed it but yeah there's a good story there somewhere yeah, because I, I remember because they went to Disneyland, I think, a, like a little bit before us. Or yeah, it was 2003 it, when I went. Right. First time. I remember. Well, I remember you said like, oh, yeah, like there's different right. Like, you know, they'll say different things. Like something. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it happened when I was there. The suspension yeah. is bad. And I remember like going on. I'm like, I'm getting brakes every time. Yeah, because <laughs> like if, if it was the accelerator, then every time the ride was supposed to like kick off, it would like you feel the car like, like right. kind of like take off. For, like and when you delayed when you do the right now, it seems to have aspects of all that because there is still that one part in the ride where like the car just like dies yeah like won't and start. it restarts right yeah 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 i mean it makes sense I and mean, the line itself kind of alludes to that being there so why else would you talk about the brakes makes mm. sense yeah that's so, like where you're supposed to learn the identity of your car basically right so you move along first room you get to is the chamber of destiny and basically this is pretty neat uh there's three doors that you could enter and they all portray the different uh gifts that you can get from mara so the fountain of eternal youth the chamber of earthly riches and the observatory of the future the three rooms you could go to so what and what's going on here there's this chamber there's three separate doors that you could enter but you're really only ever entering the one door itself that's straight on and there's this facade that you're looking at that's the three doors that's on like this like a rotating um just a rotating facade so it'll pitch around for every new vehicle and change the room that you're going to go to so basically they in the original incarnation of the ride they built five doors and the door in the middle was the real door and then it's the walls that would actually rotate so it would look like you were going in either the left middle or right door based on which position the walls were in but in in factuality in factuality i made that up um you know Actuality, it was always fact. the same door just 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 depending right. which ones you could you can only ever see three of the five at a time straight shot right yeah whatever right. door's in front of you yeah so the dart the doors were just suspended and just rotating and no, no, there's, no, a, there's a neat the, little the doors the doors don't move the walls moved well that's what i mean the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. the wall itself but th- there's a neat little gif here that kind of kind of shows how that works here that we can share as well mm-hmm so your path is randomly chosen uh, and before you is your reward from Mara. But of course, somebody screws it up and you look into her eyes and you're sent to the Gate of Doom. And this is where we finally meet Indiana Jones himself. And he is saving us from the from the gate. And I always thought that was pretty crazy that he has the strength to hold that gate closed to give us the time to get out of there. <laughs> I love that moment. It's like, it's like, you know, that's your first thing of Indiana Jones and he's immediately he's saving a your life. He's really amazing. Magic. It's yeah. perfect because he's like, it's classic Indiana Jones, right? He's kind of in over his head. He's like struggling. He's kind of annoyed. He's yeah, like, oh. right. Also, apparently he hasn't eaten in seven days. So yeah, he's, he's probably he's, really upset. 
it, it, like you can see like all that ominous light glowing out of that door you can see like they kind of make it look like oh you like the track could maybe go that way and that's where Mars trying to send you to die he, he's like go left go left oh that's great it's, it's so great so then we move on to the big overlooking view of the attraction itself there's that amazing music playing and there's the Mars statue uh, is that this is the best like, five much, seconds of any ride ever. It's very possible. The reveal, yeah, the reveal is just something else. Because the music, like, and like, exactly. the, like the, the 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 truck does like this thing where like it like leans forward. So if you're in the back, you like really are lifted up as this music hits. It almost lifts you up so you can like have a better view mm-hmm. of this giant room. And there's there's so many things going on there, well, like. Because usually the way the way it's all timed out, Mara's the, 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 the effigy of Mara in the back of the room will shoot a laser beam that causes an explosion right by where you are, right in time mm-hmm. for music. And I don't know if this is just the way it works out or if it's intentional, but at the it's same time, you could always see another uh, truck trying yeah, to cross the bridge. It's always you, that same spot, too. It's funny because you can actually see the, the 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 ride vehicle at work. Like you can see, it's not like actually bumping, but well, it doesn't matter. There's always a little suspension of disbelief. Yeah, oh, suspension. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's on a bridge. Look at you. No, because the car. Uh. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, I guess. It's, yeah, it's so a double pun. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 just just turning that corner, you're like, this is a real place. Like right, we're, in, we're in this. And I just want like. I, so, I mean, you know, what's your favorite Ann Jones movie? Like, for me, that almost changes every day. But I really do have this soft spot for Temple of Doom. And I like that it's kind of different from the other ones. I mean, you know, one and three are very kind of, you know, these Catholic mythology things. Uh, four is uh, bad. But, like, two, like, it's just this weird, like, crazy, just, like, insane, scary, you know, like, like oh, hell terrifying. thing. Right. And I love that that is what and I think that kind of goes back to the original idea that you know the minecart sequence inspired yeah, so much of this. Yeah, that's what they're aiming mm-hmm. for. Right. And that's what really what this feels like is Temple of Doom stuff and it just it feels so cool. I just I, it's just so exciting and adventurous. Yes, yeah, so, so we'll go through a couple of the, you know the rooms here for, from the ride itself. So you're in the big overlooking uh, view of the attraction then you move on to the mummy chamber. You have those sweet, you know, tight curves that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, you get to the chamber, the skeletons line the room, and you, some pop out, I guess, you know, just kind of getting you warmed up here. I know some people are spreading ashes and, like, the parts of the Caribbean water or something. You, know, you, you, you throw mine in this mummy chamber. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> it's thematic. You want the chamber? I, I want mine off the, the bridge that we get to. Just toss it. <laughs> so then we move on to the bug room. It gets bugs. Suddenly, the bugs. Gets suddenly dark. Suddenly dark. There's the unsettling music, which that music is that's uh, so good. That creepy crawly yeah, these, strings. Uh, yeah, I mean, the it's strings. such a such a fantastic greatest hits of Indiana Jones and like this one beautiful like track. It's in a lot of the Disneyland soundtracks. It's so good. Yep. I love uh-huh. this part. So yeah, this specific song or uh, soundbite because I love it so much is from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The track is in the Idol's Temple right at 35 seconds. So you'll get that little hair standing in the back of your neck kind of feeling. Yes. Mm. Yep. So good. So headlights are flickering. They reveal the Beatles and Blast of Airs are directed at the EMV. So you think you're getting, you know, the bugs on you. The cool uh, I'm not sure. I, I thought I read something, too, that there's kind of like a um, 
an effect where some some air would blast at your feet or, or your calves oh, and shins. Oh, like and a butt, oh, like a shrunk the audience. Honey, yeah. shrunk the audience. Yeah, that's it. Well, I was ha- I'm glad they did there it because I hated that as a kid. In the early days, like some actual little mini animatronic bugs on the wall as well. But I guess like during like ride breakdowns and evacs, people would just rip them off the wall, so they just oh, got nice. rid of them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you move on to the pit, and the EMV is now facing that rickety bridge. Almost like the EMV itself has a mind of its own. Do I do it? Do I not? Yeah, what should like I do? It, it stops for a second. Like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> yep, it stalls shortly. And uh, Mara gets us going, though. Shoots that beam from its eyes. We pass through. And this is the beam that the vehicle behind us then, entering the main uh, right. chamber, sees and get the explosion. You, and, and you can, like, look to your right here and see, like, another ride vehicle, like, coming into the room for the first time as you're doing it, which can yeah, be fun Yeah, I need to do sometimes. that next time. I, I've never really <laughs> consciously done that. And again, so especially. Make- you're looking at Mara. But especially in, in this moment, like, you are reminded, like, this, this, it's a 360-degree view. Like, you know, th- there's, there's no facades, like, just fronts in this attraction. Everything mm-hmm. is built out because you are in the middle of it, which, again, just, just the attention to detail and the way they design this space is stunning. Yep, so, so we survived Mara's attack there, and we make our way to the Snake Temple, which is probably my least favorite part of the whole ride. There's not really much to I mean, it, I guess, to me. The, snake, the giant snake is a little cheesy looking. And it well, also it's is cool. like the, the, the disembodied voice of Indiana Jones sucks. Yeah. It's like, we're yeah. snakes. You guys are on your own. Yeah. yeah it, it is almost like, maybe we don't need to hear from Indiana Jones right there. No, he doesn't like snakes. He it's doesn't fine. like them. But it's cool. If you look at some of the old um, footage of the ride at this time, uh, like especially the promotional footage, and maybe they, it was just for promotion's sake, but that Cobra is like really going. It's lunging, I guess, and and everything. Um, and it seems so minimal now. It's just kind of like moving its yeah, head. It's like, I mean, so you don't they need to do have, much to this yeah, ride they, to maybe modernize it, but maybe, maybe do something with this Cobra a little yeah, bit. But, but I mean, maybe they, they probably had it at one point really, you know, going pretty good there. And I don't know, maybe it's like a, a Yeti kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 go. it's holding up the it's supports of the building. We can't touch it. <laughs> we can't touch that. <laughs> So now we get behind the skull of Mara itself. This is my favorite part of the ride. I love this room. Really? <laughs> I this room is so cool to me because there's that there's that uh there's this this place is the most Temple of Doom looking place, right? Like you're behind because you see the skull from the front, and then behind it's got like all these uh, just filled with all of these different skulls. Uh, apparently, uh, you saying in your notes here, uh, 1995 skulls. That's right, 1995 <laughs> skulls. That's incredible. But then, like, you got the real Temple of Doom music playing here. That, yeah, You see the ghost. You see the literal ghost of Mara. That spirit of Mara has always kind of taken me out of it a tiny bit. It reminds me of. What's that? It's like he's like, ha! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I like it. It, it reminds crazy. me of uh, the mummy ride in Universal Studios. Just like, here we are. Boom. <laughs> but, then, and then, but the dip after this is like the coolest yeah, that, music uh, part. Absolutely. Dun, yeah, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all, and that's still, yeah, it stalls again. We're in the rat cave now. You get that this smoke projection. It's actually designed, it, it, it's, it's basically making sure. The timing is right for the end sequence because if there's a backup and the unload, you know it's like oh, waiting for the job. Oh, makes on a ride, sense, basically. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're you're waiting that. for the for the car in front of you to get past the boulder, 
and it, that way they're you're not waiting. It does happen sometimes where it still gets screwed up and you'll like sit underneath Indiana Jones for a while because there's a backup yeah. download. Yeah. Uh, but that's why this stall happens. It's designed to, to space it out correctly. Cool. Ah, huh, that's neat. I didn't know that. So, yeah, we could get hit with that smoke projection effect with the rats seemingly falling into the vehicle. Now, is that that's something that else that could be opening? improved? Because I, mean, I believe so. I don't remember yeah. it the first time I did it, and maybe it just wasn't what else working would that day. Have had, though, just nothing, I guess. Yeah, just, you just went dark through room. a dark, dark tunnel. That's all. I mean, even that. I, I would almost believe it was its older because it's not a great projection effect yeah, compared to some of the newer ones. It looks a little rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's smoke too, not like a water mist or anything like that. Um, no, like I mean, it, it is water does. mist. That, that's what it is. It's just very. It's not as thick as the one in Pirates. It's not as thick, yeah. So we get on to the, the dart room then. You had to as the a, dart room. Dun, the dun, dun, dart dun, room. Dun, dun, this kind of, the first time I did it, this was a little, this was awesome. It kind of like actually scared me a little bit. <laughs> it's it's so like, well, what are they doing? Are they just blowing air at us? Throwing stuff at us? What's going on? So yeah, we enter that booby trap room and those skeletal warriors come up and you hear, yeah, the good music and you, I mean, it feels like stuff's a woodman right past your head. It's, it just mm-hmm. works so well. The way the car just like, shake side to side yeah, like it's getting right. pelted very mm-hmm. well done yeah good sound effects like of the car itself actually getting hit mm-hmm. and stuff it's it's great so you move on to the the big finale itself here the boulder scene Woo. we see indy he's suspended from a rope basically begging you to help me down help me down let's go he asks you to turn the the headlights on so he can board and what does it reveal but the massive boulder Gotta have a boulder. <laughs> like, Gotta have you, a boulder. Boss, can right. you really have done Indiana Jones right without the boulder? Now, and this is another really neat effect. I didn't learn about Adria, this until like a few months ago. Yeah, it was this right? year yeah. that I learned that this is how this works. It's insane. Adria, why don't you explain this? Okay, so basically, to achieve the effect of the boulder coming to you, and this this idea they wanted, where like the car initially backs up because it's like, where do we go? Back up? Uh, no, go forward. Well, the cars can't back up. They're they're physically incapable of driving in reverse. So the simple solution was to instead have this entire chamber on a moving suspended platform so you're not moving backwards the room is moving forwards but because it's your entire field of view you really do feel like you're moving backwards and it gives the effect then that this ball is coming towards you and then so when you drive under it it's, it hasn't moved at all you're just it's like just kind of rolling like on a treadmill of sorts and you just drive under it i mean it, it makes it's so much truly- sense it's the most convincing uh, effect in a ride that I, I've ever experienced. Because like you said, even a few months ago, I, I didn't know about this until, until I was doing, you know, just reading about the ride one day. And it's crazy. Doing yeah, the ride, you never would have guessed. I just assumed the vehicles moved backwards. And it makes sense. Like, they don't they don't want the vehicles moving backwards for all sorts of logistical reasons. I, I, I know, too, uh, I forget if it was Tony Baxter or some other Imagineer. Like, the idea from this came from just being in a car wash, right? Because I think we've all we've all had that same effect when we're in the car wash where, you know, the thing's kind of moving yeah, backwards. Yeah, you kind of look at it just right. Yeah, it feels like, like you're it. moving. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Twitter account. That, that's where we all saw this. I forget what the account was. Yeah, I'll I try to find it. Yeah, you sent it to us. If we could find it, we'll make sure to share it. But, like, when you see it, it's like... Like it's mind blowing. Like like this whole room moves, and it's it's to make it feel like you went backwards three feet. Like really, right? Okay, yeah, cool. Oh, nineteen ninety five. Man, yeah, right? Like the whole room is moving. That's insane. The room itself. 
Yep, so so the EMV accelerates to avoid the ramp. We barely miss it. You hear the big crash, and then it goes. you reveal uh, Indiana Jones with the crash boulder. And he has fun, seven fun little clips that he says. Right, let's take turns at these. H, we'll okay. go oldest to youngest. We'll, go, we'll get through them all. H, you can get three. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the 2012 edition to this first one. Not bad for tourists. Now, stay out of trouble, would you? <laughs> there. That wasn't so bad, was it? Next time, you're on your own. Next time, you wear blindfolds, okay? Don't tell me that wasn't big fun. Tourists. Why did it have to be tourists? I don't think I've even ever got heard the, that. Don't tell me that wasn't big fun. Line that one, I, yeah, I didn't well, recognize then, that And one. then there's the seventh one that was removed after 2012, where he says, Oh, you were good in there. You were very, very good. Huh. I think that sounds a little suggestive now that I've said yeah, it out loud. Little, I guess that's bit. why it's gone. I mean, it's from Indy, though, so who cares? It could be right. as suggestive as it, want, as it wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've, I've mentioned this 2012 refurbishment, and there are a couple changes that are worth kind of noting uh, that happened in this, this redo. Uh, nothing crazy. The, the biggest things that changed, first on the beginning of the ride, the, the door system... Okay. Uh, they changed that completely. So the walls no longer move. They just set it in place in the middle. So there are like two more doors that you're just never going to see off to the side. I don't know if they're still there or not. And they just achieve everything now with projection effects. So depending on which of the three chambers you're going into, they'll either project like a bunch of coins on the wall for the, the earthly riches or like flowing water for the fountain of youth. I have like kind of split like feelings on this, like because it's like the projections look very cool. And I, I understand how it's probably way easier to maintain that. Than this yeah, giant and, and that's why they did it. it. The maintenance of that room was just a nightmare when they had to had to work on right. fixing it. But it's like projections are almost becoming Disney's like what what screens are to universal yeah. projection effects are becoming to Disney mm-hmm. almost. And the, I mean, I get they're really cool and I think they are used very well here. So yeah. well, in, also, in the past couple of years, that technology has really uh, been uh, improved. I wonder if they did it now, how much better. No, that would 2012 even wasn't too, too long ago, but uh, they also changed it now. So all three years of, ago. Yeah. All three of the, yeah, uh, the, the the rooms as you're approaching the Eye of Mara uh, uh, idol, uh, they get like their own effects. Uh, yeah, that's so, cool. So, you know, they have a little bit of difference. That's cool. Uh, also, I, I guess we should mention, do you know who the voice of Mara is? No. No. Oh, it's Darth Vader himself, James Earl Jones. I guess that's okay. really? if I tell you what, if I had to I had guess, to <laughs> <laughs> I would have said James Earl Jones. Also, um, according to IMDb, the voice of Indiana Jones in this ride, because he said it's not Harrison Ford, is an actor named John Pavel. Um, never did anything crazy huge, hmm. but uh, he is a working actor. He had something come out in 2018, actually. He's in a okay. miniseries. Las Vegas it's funny, Boulevard. Like, is I, can, I can understand maybe in like the mid-90s. Like, wasn't that like when Harrison Ford was like just coming out of ret- like quasi-retirement as a carpenter? So maybe he was like hard to get. I can't believe like, he did this. Yeah, remember like no. he, he stopped acting for a while. When did he come did he? back? I didn't yeah. know that. I, I know yeah. he did have a few cameos in the Young Adventures of Indiana Jones, I mean, like the still, opening he sequences. He did like Air Force One and stuff in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, when did that huh? come out? Air Force One was know. like 97. I yeah, that's guess. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, but all right. So even still, though, there's anyway, been a lot of years and chances to get him in here. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's surprising in, like, in you know, 2012. They're like, hey, okay, we can, we, we've got a relationship with Harrison now. We, we, you know, we, we're buying Star Wars. Let's let's get him in here. By, by the way, Air Force One, exactly 1997. Just saying. Oh, there you go. There you go. Pretty good. There you mm-hmm. go. 
Um, All right. So yeah. So so, so, so that and then uh, uh, further down the line in 2012, um, uh, she was I going to say now? Oh, the, the change voice changes? lines. We, we, we already did that. And the, oh, and the other one, the the animatronic of Indiana Jones holding the Gates of Doom. Originally, he had his back up against the wall and was uh, looking out at us. They replaced it with a more advanced figure in 2012. He now oh. is facing forward with his hands on the door, looking over his shoulder and talking to us. Oh, I did not know that. I did Very not know neat. That. Like, yep. Okay. See, See it, what's uh, great is it, that like none of that is is you know huge changes or anything like the door and the projector a little bit, but that's just a testament to to how perfect this ride was to begin with. Yeah, the major effects you know, are all still original. They're also from, there. Right. I mean, this twenty five years ago. Twenty five. Yes, it's not feel like a twenty five year old ride. Like, <laughs> no. Like the little changes they made have been fine, but like even without that, like this ride has aged so incredibly well. So before we get to favorite moment of the ride here, there's some neat trivia here that I like to bring up. One really neat, neat one uh, that I remember seeing a couple years ago that just completely blew my mind. Uh, And that was this ice machine um, rubble effect that was used. Uh, when this the is, park first like, opened, this is like the wave machine of right. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's like the, that's the vibe I get from it. But so we talked about as you're entering the chamber, Mara blasts with the green laser beam in uh, from her eye, and you get that explosion effect. Well, right immediately after the explosion, there's what looked like rubble coming from the ceiling, and what this actually was was dyed ice from an ice machine that would dump. It would dump ice in the ceiling uh, above you a little bit on this conveyor belt, and the conveyor belt would just move the ice in this opening and then fall down, and it looks like rubble fell. Um, apparently, this was a complete disaster to maintain. Uh, I mean, which makes sense, constantly running ice for however long the park's open, twenty, you know, throughout the year. So they ended up just <laughs> turn, turning the machine off, and, and that was that. Uh, but the stories and that you hear about it, you know, it's rumored to still be there. There's some there's some neat uh, video out there uh, when the ride first opened that somebody captured. You could you could just make it out. Yeah, you um, you you, you, so you found a Reddit thread where someone has a video showing yeah. off this effect, which I've never seen because again, like well, we didn't have very good filming. In I, I mean, this might be the only one too. Yeah, this, this, this the, one and, video. And I tell you what, it's an incredible effect. I know. Yeah, I'm like, looks, so, I'm not only does it look cool, the, it's loud when that when that ice. It's it's like a loud sound. It seemed well, like in they, this they video. They still have the sound effect is still there. Maybe they've turned it down. But the sound effects still like, there. Just a, a sound effect, but also just the sound of ice hitting the ground. The ice falling. Yeah, you yeah, know, like it, it, like a true sound. Yeah. Yeah, just just the idea of that is just so fascinating and to me. That it's still just sitting there. You're asking an ice machine to make you know that much ice every. 90 seconds or however long a, a ride mm-hmm. vehicle comes it through. It looks so cool, though. It's I like, know. I wish they could somehow... And I, you know, I understand, like, this ride is so successful and great, like, why bother with something that's just difficult, but, man, that was cool looking. Yeah, because, like, you think they could replace it with something like, like, fake foam rubble or whatever, but it, it would just look so cheesy, well, I think, it, doing something the, like the that. Like the ice because the ice hit the ground and it just melted into a drain. Yeah, exactly. So but in the ice too, yet. always has just a different look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know that will truly look like rubble falling. Mm-hmm. When you went by it so fast, <laughs> there's so much light that like you would never quite identify what that was if you didn't know. Yeah, and it was dyed too. So, mm-hmm. oh gee, yeah, just so neat. So yeah, we'll, we'll share that video. You'll get get a quick glimpse of of that. 
Um, there's a hidden Mickey in the mummy chamber. There's a skeleton that is wearing Mickey ears, uh, skull cap backwards, and has the name Bones embroidered on it. Can't say I've seen that. I have to remember that, yeah. Uh, the operating fund from the park's Skyway attraction was moved to Indiana Jones when that closed in 1994. That makes sense. Yeah, sure is. Uh, the ro- oh, we talked about this, the rotating chamber, mm-hmm. the part of the 2012 maintenance there. And uh, I thought this was neat. In the mummy chamber, the winds there, originally uh, the fans blew a gust of wind up to 60 miles per hour, but they no longer are used. But apparently they're still there and sometimes are randomly turned on. That's so, so weird. Yeah, 60 right? miles per hour. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's a wind. Yeah. That's pretty good. Don't have your hat on. People losing right? a lot of Mickey ears. Bones is going to take them. <laughs> Maybe one of them, some guy named Bones went on the ride. And hit, <laughs> just, yeah, just, just landed, landed on, right him. on a skeleton. Like, perfect. I want this video of that now, actually, now that we think about the yeah. look. Yeah, you have to look up look that up. Um so this ride, uh it did get a clone for the most part. Uh in Tokyo Disney Sea. There is the Indian Jones Adventure Temple of the Crystal Skull. Not the Crystal Skull from the movie. It's before uh, that. It's own yeah, Crystal yeah, Skull. Weird. Yeah, it's before that. Coincidence. Yep. Well, so they said they said it in Mexico, so the Crystal Skull mythology does kind of fit the, the Mexican setting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they changed it at all. I mean, I, I don't know too much well, about the about area so, this is set in. So, you know, you're in California and you're setting this thing. Uh, where was it, Chris? No, it just went out of my head. Oh, in where, India. India. Yeah, so so that's like far away. Well, India to Japan, it's not. It's far, but not as far. But you put it in Mexico, that's oh, much more exotic, you, you know? Very nice. Angie, you're so smart. Mm. It's a gift. Yeah. So, and a so curse. really, I mean, <laughs> definitely a curse. So really, the attractions are nearly identical. identical. Uh, the, there's some theming elements that have changed, things like that. Uh, yeah, the like, thing I, like the eye of Mara, there's just like there literally is like a crystal skull on a pedestal that you're not supposed yeah. to look at. Okay, it's kind of funny about that. Yeah, 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 tiny little crystal. Um, oh, there are, the, the, the one other majorly different element is right after you do that little drop bit that you like, Mike, uh, instead of um, stopping uh, kind of like right after the mice fall on you, you stop in front of some kind of temple idol that says it's Japanese. I don't know what it's saying to you. Then it shoots out the smoke ring kind of like in uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. Winnie the oh, Pooh. Nice. Yeah, it does that. And then, you, and then you go forward into the dart room. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Uh, another big change was the ride vehicle itself. Um, instead of for the for the actuators for hy- hydraulic uh, fluid that's used, it's all pneumatic, so it's all air based, and that's because of some strict uh, environmental laws in China for Japan. hydraulic oil or Japan. Sorry, listen, listen to the engineer here talking about hydraulic yeah. and whatever, whatever. Yeah. I saw. I was like, oh, that's though. cool. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, didn't pass that one. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course I did. Uh, countdown to extinction, not dinosaur. My apologies earlier. Yes, please. <laughs> and this too, I mean, because let's see, I was probably what eight when Animal Kingdom um, opened up. You would have been ten. Or yeah, 10, 10. 98. I was thinking ninety six for a second. Yeah. So I mean, it took me years to really realize that this was a. Uh, 
an exact replica, uh, the track at least. I think for, it's, it's, the same, it's the same layout. So if you were to remove all theming and just had the road, like a shell of the building. Same. Yep. Um, and, it's, and then it, when you, you know, think about it, you're like, wow. It's hard to tell because your pace through it is completely different. You stop and start in different spots. And, you know, obviously the, the bridge doesn't look like a bridge anymore here. Well, um, I think, too, you miss a lot, too, just from like the vastness of that, that main right, chamber that, that you it go is through. More in case, but it, yeah, um, it feels smaller. In you, a way. You, you, but you can, you can, you can, when you, when you, you're looking for it, you can identify those moments like there's that moment yeah. in, in, in countdown we'll, we'll say countdown why not uh where that's you fine. like you dive under a pterodactyl and that's the part where you dip down under the mara ghost like that's that's mm-hmm. that moment and uh you know you can feel all that like all these parts you're turning and stopping that like pterodactyl like, effect is awesome it used to move didn't it i don't, back I don't, in the so. Day? I don't think so i, think oh, I thought I think it came right. at you a little bit i think it might have moved chris is and, right but uh now yeah i will say and i think i think this ride gets a bad rap in general um yeah, i like it i think i think the 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 main carnotaur animatronics in this ride are incredible particularly like i mean the one at the end is like the bit the big one and that's really cool but you like the one that chases you yes there's, yeah, there's that the, I is think, I don't know if it's the first or second no it's the second time you see the carnotaurus he's to your left and he kind of comes out from around a corner and you stop and seeker's like oh that's not it run go go and as you start to drive away you can see it appear to start to move forward and take a couple uh, steps it scared the heck effect. out of and me i as love a kid. it every time it's so good that ride that, truly true. terrified me the first time i did it yes that thing is loud we, have, we have pictures somewhere of when we got that oh, when we first did it i'd love to see it on screaming at that thing i like going yeah. it for years oh you were yeah. you were terrified and also <laughs> i found and i wish i still had this was I, I downloaded this on napster to give you an idea somebody <laughs> took two tracks from the dinosaur movie soundtrack composed by james newton howard and did a really great job mixing them into the attractions audio because the ride has no music and he mixed in these two tracks from the from the film and it was a million times better it's like why didn't they just do that Man. like it makes yeah. the ride so much more intense with that music well, if you were really traveling through time in a jeep you wouldn't be hearing thematic yeah, music yeah yeah but we brought the the music with us from the future exactly yeah. we're, it's we're, in the we're jeep. time machine we can do everything we're letting the dinosaur know, dinosaurs know we're there yeah, yeah. but uh, no, uh, again I, 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 I am a, a staunch defender of this ride I think it's really good well I'm a, I'm a defender of Dinoland in general and there have been rumors for years now that all of Dinoland would get some kind of Indiana Jones reskin. I'd be for it. I'm kind of I'm Bring against it. it. I'm against oh, it. Oh, stop I, it! I stop am. it! <laughs> I like. I love. I, I, you honestly, love nothing. Dino, you like Dino things. Dinoland USA has one of my favorite like land stories. This whole like institute within like, and I know some people really drag on a uh, Hester and Chester, but I love like like these are like the mom and pop shop people who own this land where they found fossils and now they built a tacky roadside attraction because of course they would. And there's <laughs> there's all these interns and they you go to their mess hall and I I, I don't know I love like the just the land storytelling in Dinoland. I think it's great. No, I. If they said Indiana Jones was coming and replacing all I that, you'd be, be sad happy. if they did that. But yeah, I don't you'd need be excited either. 
I wonder how, like, in, in theory, I'm sure it's, you know, harder than you think, but how hard would it be to just, like, turn it into Indiana Jones adventure? And yeah. also, would, would that not just be a little bit of a letdown? Because it is like, well, here's that 25-year-old ride. Uh, I guess well, I you mean, could have that. I mean, it is, I, I'm, I'm, Indiana Jones is great, and I'm kind of okay with it being a Disneyland thing. Like, well, And how long was it rumored that they were going to get rid of the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular yeah. was, and that build was the other rumor. Yeah, like, Man, going into the parking happened. lot and everything. Yeah, that was a rumor for a long time. But, but to be honest, I still also really like Indiana Jones Epic that's right. Like at this point, that's like it's one of the, the only, only thing we have left of original MGM right. Studios. So they just need a better gift shop, is all. A little bit bigger. I thought you love that gift shop. It's, I it do. It needs to be bigger. <laughs> More merch. So the ride. What's your favorite part of the ride? I'm curious. I mean, My absolute favorite part. Yeah, it's, it, well, for me, it's it's hard to beat that that first view into the main temple chamber. Yeah. With, the, with the music and the viewpoint, that explosion coming at you. It's 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 honestly it's it's about as perfect of a moment as a, of a theme park attraction as you can have. Yeah, and I, I kind of said earlier, I love when you're behind the skull of Mara and like the, the you get that real Temple of Doom music. Then you have that dip. I don't know why that that always That's looks right. so cool to me. <laughs> That's the height of yeah, thrill. Yeah, it, it is. is. I, like it. I like things that are like spooky, not scary, but like but spooky. Like, that, that 14 mile per hour into that six foot drop is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about as much as I ever want. <laughs> well, since you said the chamber, uh, that is mine too. But I'll add, uh, obviously, the, the ball or the the boulder itself. Um, it's something I, I love to do, and I do this every time. Is as you're d- ducking out, dipping underneath the boulder, I get as high as I can on the seat, like almost trying to like stand. So I get as close as possible to that boulder with my with my eyes, and it really when it takes your like entire field of, of vision, it is it's something else. It, it, also, you're not really living unless you're waving Indy towards your Jeep when you like, come, come, down on. There, right? come on, come on, here's Like what's wrong with you? You want to drive? We'll kick Mike out. I'll go in the room. <laughs> so I, I, I do have one one funny slash embarrassing story I'll tell. So uh, when Dad and I first rode this when we went on our trip in 2000. 2003. I, we wrote it like four times. We, we were both like, "What the heck and, is and this?" And for this Dad to like it that much, yeah, that's right. So it was one of the good. times we were riding, and we we got the front row, but I wasn't gonna have, um, the 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 steering wheel. Like we were going into the seats first, so I would have been on the on the opposite side or something. And um, I said something to Dad about, man, like I wish like the people next to us would switch with us. So we could, uh, so I could get this to him. And then I get a little murky on, on how the, the order of this, but like this guy was there and, and I, I think I said something to him about wanting to possibly switch. And he seemed like really annoyed with me. And I, cause I didn't realize he was riding with like his six year old son. <laughs> so then like, I, I see that. And I looked that. I go, Oh, I'm a jerk. <laughs> like the kid probably wants the steering wheel. And how old and, are you at this point? Uh, I, was, I was 19. I was in college. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. then, so then like, we go to, I, I was like, just going to drop and just get in the car. Right. And then this guy's like, Oh, didn't you want the steering wheel? And dad's like, uh, he didn't see you had a kid. The kid can have the steering wheel. <laughs> Wow, that yeah, that I'm is sure. something else. Also, uh, on that same trip, like that it was like one of those nights, like like Dad like was back in the hotel and I was at the park till midnight when it closed. I was the absolute last person to ride the ride that day. I oh, helped the cast members buckle thrilling. all the seatbelts on the seats. <laughs> I bet they still oh, remember that night. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but boy, I tell you, what, like it's 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 hard to un- like understate the legacy that this attraction truly does have across the entire theme park industry because without this ride you don't have spider-man you don't have 
Harry um, Potter. Harry Potter. You don't have Transformers. Um, yeah, Transformers for that matter. Like it set the bar for because it's it, at its core, it's a dark ride. But when you right. say dark ride, you don't think thrills. You think Haunted Mansion. You you yeah. think Small World. Winnie the Pooh. I mean, it's it's the first of what I like to call the super dark ride. Yes, I, yes, I well put, yeah. well put. And, yeah. and, and thank God this was built when it was because you know not not to throw shade at Spider Man and Harry Potter. They're incredible rides, absolutely incredible. But this ride, aside from, you know, some some light effects at the beginning, it's all practical effects. There are no screens in this attraction, which is why, whatever, (laughs) which is why 25 years on, it still holds up. They don't have to worry about like Spider-Man. We had to like redo the CG because it's so Mm. bad. You know, it just this ride will always look good forever just because of the way it's built. Absolutely. And I mean, because it's Indiana Jones and he's just such a perfect fit inside Adventureland. I mean, like he just has such a great spot in there. And even though we don't have like the uh, the Jungle Cruise going inside of the ride, even like the part where it just goes by the queue and looks at the temple. Apparently it was a it. it was a tradition among Jungle Cruise cast members for the new guys to make a temple run where they had to run along like the the kind of maintenance path along the river and climb up part of the temple. Oh, nice. I don't oh, think geez. they were supposed to do that, obviously, but that's like, not. like a hazing thing, I guess they all did. <laughs> not. So, okay, Chris, is this your favorite Disney ride? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say, because I'm put in the spot, yes, for sure. Uh, I can't think of anything right away. I mean, like, you know, it's up there with Splash Mountain. Something about those 90s attractions, man. Yeah, Splash I mean, Mountain it's, like, it's, it's like this in Tower of Terror. Like, don't make me choose. I mean, yeah, I'd probably still give the edge ever so slightly to Tower of Terror. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, what helps, too, for us is that we don't get to do this one as often because we right. go to Disney like, like World said, more. The first time I wrote this was 2003. And you guys, your first trip to Disney yeah, was 2005? Yeah, it was yep. 2004. No, no, it was it was around because I remember it was like a year or two before the 50th anniversary. So it was like 2004 ish, I think. Yeah, I remember I had a really bad uh, ear infection too from the, from the flight, so I was in pain the whole time. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, that, wasn't that your birthday, Chris? Because we were there for the yeah. 49th anniversary celebration. That yeah, that, you're that right. Thing, yeah. And I had yeah. to stay back one night when you guys went to uh, downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, in, and then I, I had to do uh, California Screaming, and I remember I just my ear was. Starting to feel better, and I made it just ten times worse because my head was bouncing around on the <laughs> from the ride. But it was worth it just to Even do it. Still, like I go to Disneyland now, like this is like when it's like, oh, we can get a new Fast Pass. Let's check Indiana Jones see if we yeah, can get one there. That's the go-to. Oh, the, yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Speaking of Fast Pass, how because of the way this ride is built, and then Fast Pass came after, it's like the worst Fast Pass access there is. Oh, and, that, you're that reminds the outdoor me. section. You skip the it outdoor, and then what? because of the way they they stack the queue, you kind of walk right through the interior queue, which is almost a shame in a way. Yeah, there it is, is so much to see, and you just kind of blow right through it. Something else uh, we almost forgot about that. It's really neat with the the very start of the queue. Mike, do you know what I'm talking about? No. The, oh, the, I do know what you were talking about. Oh, the yes. trees. Yeah. The tree. That's right. The uh, I forget the names. You probably remember, Mike. Oh, I don't remember the name of the tree, but there's like the oldest tree. But in the Disney family. Land. Yeah. Is, it's I named after the, the family. But like on your left, kind of like almost next to the Jungle Cruise, like the edge of the Jungle Cruise, there's this one tree and it's like a tree that was there from before Disneyland was built. And there's actually another tree kind of if you're walking into the ride on your right and there's this little like house. There was this famous um, little golden book about like the little uh, leprechaun or something that lived in Disneyland. 
and they they built his little house there in this other tree there too. So you can you can see that little uh, kind of fun detail. Yeah, it's, oh, it's I didn't like know that. the. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the cute little elf. Yeah, it's like the little green man of Disneyland or something mm-hmm. like that. Huh, I need to look that up. Yeah, so, man, yeah. now I just want to ride this ride. I know, it's just When, it's so when can we go back? It's I know. so good. It's a bark. It's, uh, like I, I usually go to Disneyland every November because there's a conference that's right next door that I go to, and I bring one of you with me, but because this year was my on, year, that conference is canceled. Yeah. Uh, but oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it. So right, great job, great job, Chris. That was a lot oh. of fun. Well, thank you guys. When you start talking to Nia Jones, I definitely get a little excited. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I guess that does it for this episode. Uh, next week, AJ, it, it's your turn. Uh, do you have any idea what we're going to be talking about in so July? I'm, I'm trying to do my research on it already. And all I could find so far in my preliminary scouting is the fake story of a freak snowstorm that happened one day <laughs> in <laughs> Central Florida that led to the creation of the Imagineers' first uh, ski resort after the first attempt out west uh, didn't take off. Wow, that sounds almost impossible. that's not what really happened. <laughs> I'm trying to find out who decided to build a fake mountain of snow uh, not too far from where Animal Kingdom now sits. We are talking, of course, about Blizzard Beach. Also 1995. How about that? Yeah, right? Ah, so I think we all use a little relief from the summer heat. So we're going we're gonna to mm. visit the, the third slash second uh, Disney World water park. Uh, and, no, and, and next one. Come on. Don't do your country dirty like that. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? That's right. We're going to talk about Mike and Chris's favorite attraction, Teamboat Springs. It's no, going to be God. great. Oh, man. To this I'm day, not. I will not ride it. I won't. <laughs> there's, there's two rides in Disney World that I will not do, and that's one of them. What's the other? Right now. Um, or Mission the Space. Mission Space Orange. I just oh, won't do it anymore. I can't believe I've done both of the things you won't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll How do anything. That? I'll do How any is ride. That possible? <laughs> I truly fear for my life from that stupid slide. No, you oh, were fine. No, we almost hey, we, we, the show. we almost we almost became a Disney tragedy story. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. All right, yeah, but that'd be great for next month. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. You. Could, uh, send questions and comments to us via our email account 90sdisneypodcast at gmail.com go to 90sdisney.com that'll take you to where you can find links to subscribe to the show at the podcatcher of your choice uh, and also find our past episodes uh, last month we did a bonus episode I don't know if we have one in the tank uh, later this month but we'll see I thought but maybe it'd be fun to talk about some of our favorite like as I said super, super dark, dark rides we could do that oh, that would veer outside of Disney a bit but yeah let's do that that could be fun mm-hmm. we'll and find some time I, I was wondering right now does this test track a super dark ride almost maybe, maybe. 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 the sad thing is none of us have done rise of the resistance right oh well, well. <laughs> yeah we'll get there but yeah uh, make sure you follow us twitter facebook and uh until next month we hope you all stay radical bye yep bye